What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the 12th episode of Obscure Image Podcast with your host, Make Love, where we interview underground artists, gamers, YouTubers. Uh, I had an inventor on here, so we interview everybody. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, please follow me. And today we have a really, really dope guest. Um, I don't even know how to explain this guest. I've been following this person for a cool minute back when they had their very first like old account, but then they got hacked. Um, without further ado, why don't you introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you do, and where you're from. What's going on? It's Apollo is lame. Uh, I'm a musical artist, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, okay. How'd you get into uh, making music, Apollo? Shit, well, growing up, um, my parents, they've always just played all different types of music. Um just while I was growing up, all different types of shit, and watching, honestly, back then, watching shows like American Idol and America's Got Talent and all these type of talent shows, on top of all the music that they were used to play, I just really got interested in it, and I remember when I was eight, my parents had got me a drum set, so... I first just started playing drums when I was like eight and then moved on to guitar when I was a little bit older. So I was playing the drums and the guitar. And my mom was always really involved in the church when I was growing up. And she sang in the uh, the music group at church. So I think when I was like 12, I was playing drums in the, uh, the worship team. I think that's what it's called, the worship team at church. So I started off with doing stuff like that, just playing in church and blah, blah, blah. And then as I got older and I started just like being dumb and started smoking weed and shit, I started like shying away from church and not wanting to play in the church no more. So I kind of stopped music for a little while and then started making my own music I'd say probably like towards the end of like senior year in high school so I was kind of not doing music for a while and I just started picking it back up like I said towards the end of my high school year okay I heard you say that um you had you know you started smoking weed and you stopped going to church what was like your uh, mom's reaction to that when you stopped going to church oh of course she was pissed like <laughs> like most average like Christian moms were of course she was pissed because I started I started smoking weed when I was way way too young like way too young mm -hmm. like I was a kid in the neighborhood where I would hang out because I got an older sister so I would I would hang out with my older sister and all the older kids in the neighborhood and there used to be like a creek in the neighborhood all the older kids would go to so of course my young ass was down there I'm like 12 13 years old I got uh my older sister and our homie Caleb just trying to force the bong to me, like, take a hit, game, like, take a hit, like, don't be a fucking pussy, like, take a hit. I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm like 12 years old, fucking smoking weed. So, of course, out, she was pissed. She was like, you are way too fucking young to be doing that shit. She oh, so she knew you were smoking weed, your mom? Like, like she had like suspicions. Okay. She had suspicions, but then again, for her, I was so obviously. There's probably kids even younger than 12 that, that started smoking weed, but, you know, to her, like, that was super young. So, of course, she had suspicions, but she didn't really 
no at first. And then when she finally found out, because I had gotten trouble at school for like just doing dumb shit, like having weed at school and trying to sell weed at school when I'm like fucking 13. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she was, yeah, she was pissed. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like a lot of people start smoking weed at a young age. Like, I started at 12, too. Like, I don't know. It's just one mm-hmm. of those things. Uh, do you think that making music was more fun when you first started? Like, do you still have that same level of fun versus when you first started? Or Um, honestly, no. Um, but, you know, hopefully that, that same spark will come back eventually. But when I had very, very first started, it would be like me and my sister and our homie Caleb would be up in my sister's room. Um, we had took the microphone from, you remember the, the game Rock Band? Yeah. <laughs> we had took the microphone from Rock Band and plugged it up to her computer and was recording on, what the fuck was it called? On... um. We had tried just pulling up beats from YouTube and what the fuck was it called? Oh, it was called Audacity. So we was on Audacity on her computer with a fucking rock band microphone just fucking around in her room. And that's when it was like the most fun. Oh, well, how old we were just you? in her room. That's, I was. Wait, no, let me backtrack. Okay. The first time I tried making, like, music on my own was probably, like, 13, 14. But I never took it seriously. That was just fucking around. That was that same time when I really started smoking weed. Like, that eighth grade year, freshman year of high school, we was fucking around with the rock band Mike. But that didn't last very long. Um, But, yeah, back then is when it was, like, really, really fun. Okay. So you said like eighth grade freshman year is what you said? Yeah, that's when I like really tried to, but I never put anything out. And then we had stopped for a while. And then towards my senior year of high school, it was like me, my sister, Caleb, and a couple other of my friends from my neighborhood. We just um we just started doing it. We were like, fuck it, let's do it. And like it, still at that time, we weren't taking it super seriously, but we were just doing it. And there was this guy that my mom knew from church. His name was Boo. He had a studio in his basement. And he ran sessions out of there and he would usually record just like rock music and shit. But she put us on to him. So we were like 14, 15 year olds coming to this old dude's studio trying to record rap music and shit. And he was like, what the fuck? But, like, he still did it because he just fucked with us. Mm-hmm. So we were just fucking around in Boo's studio for a while. But that's when it was still really fun as well. Um, But, yeah. Okay. And you said that making music is not really as fun like as it first was. Do you think that there is... Because I know it's, you know, obviously it's your passion, but sometimes it's possible for people to get burnt out. So what is a way that you think that you can make music fun for you again? Um, I think it just all depends on my environment. I feel like um, if I learn how to just do it myself 
which I've been trying to do, but I really don't know. I feel like maybe if I just start really, really getting into it again and just going crazy, maybe that same spark that I had when I was younger will come back. I still love music, don't get me wrong. It's just been harder as the years go on to, like, really just do it and get into it. I feel that. I feel that. Mm. Um, I notice you're, like, extremely versatile in the terms of, like, what type of music you make. What's the mindset mm. of Apollo, like, when he goes into the studio? Does he know what he's going to make? Is it spontaneous? Or does it or does it depend? It honestly... It honestly would depend what I'm listening to at the time. Um, I honestly feel like I've never been able to fully have a complete original sound, if that makes sense. So it would all depend on what I've been listening to. <clears throat> Whenever I would make my rap shits, because I'll be listening to a bunch of a bunch of rappers at the time. When I would make rock shit, I'm listening to this. And then when we all started really getting into punk music, I would just listen to a whole bunch of punk shit and just be like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to make that. So I feel like it would be a lot of just trying to trying to imitate what I've been listening to, but still making it my own. Obviously, I'm not going to sit there and make a whole cover of a song. Um, but no, actually, I... <laughs> all right, this is, this is a side note, but this is funny. I've made I have made two covers in my in my life. I've made two covers. Um I made a cover to a song called Sailing On by Bad Brains that I never put out. So I made that and then my favorite rapper is Future. So I made a cover <laughs> I made a cover to the song Love Thy Enemy but I never put it out. And that's just probably gone now, which is crazy. But I, I dead ass made a cover to "Love Thy Enemy" by Future, and I just never put that shit out. Oh wow! But, but yeah, overall, I think it would just be just li- like what I'm listening to at the time is probably the type of shit that I'm gonna make. Okay. What about the first cover that you said you never put out? Do you still have that, or is that lost too? Shit. <clears throat> I still have my same email that I've had forever. I'd have to like dive deep in my email, but it's probably there somewhere. It's would definitely in there. Would you? I, I made that cover at the time because that's when we first started getting into Bad Brains. Okay. And I just loved that song. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make a cover to it. Would you ever put it out? Or... Um, Maybe. I'd have to go back and listen to it to see how it sounds. <laughs> I feel that. But going back to what you were mm-hmm. saying about... um. You said it feels like the music that you're making sometimes doesn't feel like as original. It just feels like stuff that you've already heard. Uh, why do you feel like that? Um, I just feel like, well, since music has been around for so long and pretty much every type of chord progression, melody, all everything that ties into music, I feel like it's almost all already been done before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of stuff that people make nowadays, you just have to, you have to almost take pre-existing melodies and chord progressions and stuff like that and just kind of make your own twist on it. Oh, well, oh, this chord progression sounds like this, but oh, what if I put this note instead of that one and, and change it up? Or what if I 
do that do that chord progression but make it you know slower or faster or whatever oh oh that melody i'm singing kind of reminds me of this song what if i instead of singing that note i sing this note or just just fucking around with shit and just trying to make it your own okay that's crazy that you bring that up because that kind of reminds me of uh i was watching this video yesterday it's called Mm -hmm. fuck i forgot what it's called but they talk about a genre of music called outsider music and basically the Mm -hmm. the definition of outsider music it says outsider music is music created by self-taught or naive musicians and this one guy there was a story about this guy who he had i think he had like maybe like three to four daughters and he just told them make music mm-hmm. and he just bought them all the instruments they didn't know shit they did not know how to play instruments at all and they just made a fucking album and from the outside looking in this sounds like the worst fucking album ever but it's original mm-hmm. nobody ever made music like that before and i think that's one of right. i think it's um fuck i think it's written somewhere that i seen in an article that it was actually that was one of Kurt Cobain's favorite albums because it was just so fucking unique it was something he never heard before and it's just original, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna send you a link to that shit, bro. I'm gonna send you. I'll probably leave it linked had, in this too. I had tried taking like uh, guitar lessons from this dude that uh, my mom went to church with. I had tried for a couple months, but I ended up stopped going. But just in those couple months I was going, I learned a little bit about how chord progressions work and music theory and all that shit. And it's like some people just don't need it and I feel like I eventually just didn't need it because I'm one of those people where it's like if it sounds good it sounds good like and then you got somebody oh well that that's not that's not music theory that's not correct you shouldn't play that note after no it doesn't if it sounds good it sounds good I don't really give a fuck like so I feel like that's a cool mentality to have too just like going with what you want to go with regardless of what the quote-unquote rules are, you know? Yeah. That's, that's for that. Yeah. You're making me think, yeah, that, that's real shit, yeah. How does, yeah. how does your family and childhood friends feel about the, the music that you're making? Um, My close friends, like, in the neighborhood, and my and my my and one of my best friends, Michael, that lives in the neighborhood next to us, they all were all for it because we were all trying to do it together at once. Um... Of course, my my mom didn't fuck with it. My dad didn't really care. He he's a big like music nerd, so like he he fucks with that type of shit. He didn't really care. But like my mom and like the rest of my family were not fucking with it like at all. And like kids at school, when they found out, like my senior year, when I like first started like taking it seriously, kids at school were just like making fun of me and shit for it but like all my close friends and my sister been fucking with it since the beginning okay so that's always been cool having that support what what do you think was a point in time to where your mom started to like actually fuck with your music or she started to say okay you know do you um i would say those first couple times when when i was with k and d and when we first started doing like out of state shows, like when we started, because we had done a lot of out of state shows in Miami when we first started out. So I feel like once we started going out of state and doing shows and, you know, gaining our following, that's when she was like, oh, okay. Like, but she never really 
fully supported until I started making somewhat money off of it. Okay. She it was hard for her. It was hard for her to see the benefit in a lot of things doing it for free. She'd be like, I don't understand y'all. I don't understand y'all are going all the way to this place or to this place to do a show in front of all these people and you're not getting paid. And I would try to explain to her like, oh, mom, like it's it's to get our face out there. It's to try to build our following. It's for the exposure, blah, blah, blah. So like she really, really didn't fully like get it until I was like, mom, look, we just got paid for a show. She was like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So it kind of sounds like your mom was more so worried about like really your future and you being financially stable and stuff like that. She was just, you know, she's yeah. a mom, you know, and that's what that sounds like. Yeah. She was like, cool, you know, you're doing this is what you love to do, but it's like, you ain't making no money off. Yeah. So. I remember I heard this saying, I forgot who told me. I, th- I think it was my mom. She told me, uh, you could be anything that you want in life as long as it ain't illegal. And she told me, find something mm-hmm. that you love so much that you're willing to do it for free. And that's how you know you found your passion. Right, yeah, because that's that's what we was doing back then. We was we didn't give a fuck. Yeah, we was we was doing whatever, long as it helped us in a way. We didn't care. Yeah, we was doing that shit. Okay, now I know this is a rather deep question to kind of start off the beginning mm-hmm. of the interview, but where do you think you'd be if you didn't start making music? Shit. Um. Probably. I probably would have never left Charlotte the first time, for sure. I would have never left my hometown. Um, I probably would have just been working whatever job. And I probably would have still been, like, selling weed and shit. So I probably would have either been still selling weed or moved on to selling other shit. And from doing that, I probably would have been in jail honestly like I so I feel like it would have been those things or I probably would have either just been working jobs or selling weed and just doing that type of shit that's crazy I heavily resonate with that because I feel I feel that way when in terms of like um if I would have never started doing this internet shit like social media like Mm -hmm. I don't I don't even know where the I'd probably be like strung out on drugs or like I don't know, because I was in a real, and I said this in multiple, my inter- multiple interviews that I've done, like, I was just in a real dark path, I was doing graffiti, I was on drugs, like, yeah. heavy drugs, and now that, I know, I, like, now it's like, I'm really thankful to be alive type shit, like, I'm about to go on six years sober, so it's like, I definitely understand yeah. where you're coming from from that, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, man, I appreciate that. Like, and um, it's crazy, because I'm 23 years old, about to be six years sober, that's the fucked part about it, but I'm happy I experienced what I experienced, you know? I feel that. Um, cause it was like, I was already doing those things on top of music. Like while we were doing music, I was working a job and I was trying to sell weed and doing all this shit. But like the music is what ended up having me shy away from that. You know, it was the music that pushed me to get those other things I was doing out of my life. Yeah. So... The music basically saved your life, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Cause shit was shit was getting real crazy. I got I got arrested, like it was it was not good. But but I feel like if I would have 
like when I when I got arrested and I got out, I feel like if I wasn't doing music, then I would have just continued in that cycle because the fact that I got out and I was doing music, it almost made me go harder with the music. I was like, oh shit, like I really got to make this music shit work now because it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen now. I just got to do it. Yeah. That, that almost sounds like a, um, like your survival instinct kind of kicked in a little bit. That's what it kind of sounds like. Mm-hmm. I remember um, you were also talking about how you, you were, you know, you had, you, uh, your parents got you to drums when you were a kid. And I remember reading the article from mm-hmm. Welcome to the Pit about, um, they were talking about how you got into the drums and guitar. I was wondering as a kid, did you think that you eventually like get into recording music? Cause I remember you said you kind of played around with it like in eighth grade, but like as a kid, like eight years old, seven years old, did you think you'd get into making music? I thought I would be like in a band. Okay. But like playing instruments, I never thought that I would be recording vocals until I finally just did it. But I never, like when I was younger, I was never like trying to sing or none of that. I didn't know, I didn't know I could sing until I finally just did it one day. I was like, oh shit. And all the homies was like, damn, damn, I guess I can do that now. Because at first, when I first started recording vocals, it was just rapping. I was like, oh, okay, I can rap, so I'm just going to do that. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to try some singing shit. And I did it, and people were like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, damn, I guess I can I guess I can do that, so I'll do it now. I mean, it makes sense because my mom's always been a singer, so it, it would make sense for me to do it too, so. Okay. This question wasn't on the list, but have you ever thought of, like, making a song with your mom? Um... I've never, I've thought about it before, but I'm sure she would really appreciate that. I feel like that would be cool. She plays the flute too. She knows how to play the flute. So I feel like that would be cool having her play the flute on a song. Oh, that's lit. What the fuck? That's lit. I think she had played flute. She, I, I don't, I may be incorrect, but I think she played flute in like the marching band in school. And that's how she learned. And she just kept playing it all these years later. But yeah, she she has a flute and she knows how to play a flute, so that would be cool. That's actually sick. That's like one of the instruments I would love to learn how to play the flute or like violin or some shit. What instrument mm-hmm. what instrument would you want to learn how to play? New? Um shit. Probably mm-hmm. like the keyboard, like okay. piano. Because I know how to play drums, guitar, bass. But like I never was too good at playing the keys, so I feel like that would be something I'd want to learn. Okay, that's a lit. I think I read somewhere that Prince, mm-hmm. uh, the artist Prince, he fucking played every single instrument. He played all that shit, like piano. Yeah, he had an he had an album. He had an album he put out. I don't know. I forget the name of the album because my my mom loves Prince, but she would play this album and she would always tell me that she's like, you hear, oh, you know, on this album Prince played every instrument. I was like, what? Yeah, and I feel like that, like moments like that, growing up, is what made me want to do it. Like hearing her tell me that type of shit would be like, damn, I want to do that shit. Yeah, shit like that's inspirational for real. Right. And, and then plus, if you think about it, like as big as he was, and he was playing every single instrument, I'm pretty sure he was on the credits mm-hmm. of like producer, and he was getting paid for that shit as well. I'm pretty sure. Like all the money just yeah. went to him instead of well, he was signed to a label, but you know the money went to him instead of him having yeah. a producer on the track with him. You feel me? So that's, mm-hmm. pretty, that's pretty fucking sick. Uh, 
I hope this isn't like a dumb question, but I notice you'll kind of skip around genres a bit. Is that because you'll get bored of making like one genre? Like, what's the reason for that? Or does it depend on what you're listening to at the moment? That's a mix of that. It would be a mix of whatever I was listening to, I would make. And yeah, I would get bored of making the same shit all the time. But I feel like I've all. I feel like it would just be me being indecisive too. Like, I never was one to just make one type of music and that was it. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's, I mean, when I first started out, I was just only making like just regular rap shit. And then once I figured out how to sing, I was like, oh, well, I can do this now too. And then just so on and so forth, just just figuring out I can do other different genres and stuff. Okay. What's a genre that you haven't like experimented with that you would like to try? Oh, damn. Um, I don't know. Have you ever made folk music? No. I fuck with folk um, music. Hmm. That's hard. Maybe... Damn, I really don't know because I feel like I've tapped into pretty much every genre that I wanted to already. Hmm. Maybe like, well, because I have been listening to a lot of The Cure lately, like the band The Cure. Okay. Maybe some type of shit like that. Um. But other than that, I feel like I've kind of just tapped into everything I've wanted to. But like I said, you never know. There could probably be some whole other shit I've never even heard about. Yeah. What what type then of? Could, uh... I could get into oh, go ahead. What'd you say? No, I just said there could be some whole other stuff I've never even heard of, and it could, I can get inspired by it. Okay. What what type of bands are you listening to right now? Are bands you love? Um. Like I said, I've listened to like The Cure. Um. Damn. What's crazy about it is being like, even though like I've made music and I'm so into music, for some reason I go through these times in my life sometime where I don't even really listen to that much music. Hmm. And right now I haven't been listening to really like anything. Um, but mainly, I mean, I've listened to like The Cure and um, damn. Right now, yeah, really, no, I mean, because I've been so busy with doing stuff that like I don't have the time to listen to music sometimes but for some reason lately I'll just put on like this like The Cure Greatest Hits album I'll just listen to that okay oh no 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 I'm I'm blanking out I, literally uh, that band Tears for Fears great band okay. I've just been into like that like 80s type of like just that 80s type of stuff now I don't even know what category Tears for Fears would be and I feel like they're like pop music but just that song Head Over Heels is like a beautiful song you know what song you know what song that is no I've never even heard of that band I'm a noob I've never heard of that um they're like a band from the 80s and they have that song that's like something happens and I'm head over heels I never found out. Never heard that song. Sounds familiar. That 
A sound, kind of. That's, that's the chorus, right? Yeah, and then they got a song. Their most popular song is that Everybody Wants to Rule the World. The one that's like, Everybody Wants to Rule okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I have definitely. And they have the one that's like, uh, the one that's like, shout, shout, let it all out. Oh, that's them. These are the things I can do without. Yeah, that's come them. on. I don't know why, but that's the type of shit. Like my mom, you, my it was one. Of, there were so many bands that like my parents used to listen to when I was growing up and I would have no idea who they were and then grow. And then later on I would hear it somewhere. And I'd be like, what the, my parents used to play this. Like, who is this? And then they would tell me, and then I would just dive deep into a whole rabbit hole of this band. But like my parents used to play songs by them all the time. And I would have, I didn't have any idea who they were. Yeah. That's kind of how it was yeah. for me too. Like I grew up listening to really like R and B and like, you know, rap yeah. from like my mom and shit like that. But then my aunt, she put me on to like Fallout Boy and Paramore and the Killers and shit. Yeah. And I just started diving yeah. deep into that. My parents came from that era of like Michael Jackson was like the goat for them. So like they played a lot of Michael Jackson growing up too. So. So off the top of your head, what other genres do you remember hearing as a child? From my parents. From my parents. Um. It would be stuff like Michael Jackson, Prince. It would basically be every imagine everything from the seventies and the eighties is what they really played. Because my parents are older. Um my parents were born in the sixties. So they were like big on like mid seventies, late seventies, eighties music. They didn't really play nothing from the nineties, like at all. Like, they really wasn't playing anything from the 90s when I was growing up. So all I would hear all the time is 70s and 80s music. Um, my parents weren't really big on, like, rap music. They would play, like, 80s rappers. Like, they'd play, like, Run DMC, LL Cool J, shit like that, like Slick Rick. But, like, no 90s rappers, no 2000s rappers, none of that. We didn't really, me and my sister didn't really, like, really listen listen to like current rap music until we got old enough to use a computer it was going on youtube and shit oh wow yeah, we, was shit. we was like young as hell finding shit like nelly and shit <laughs> um no nah, for real i remember going on youtube and finding that video for that song grills you remember that song it was nelly and paul wall and a couple of, i forget <laughs> who else was on there you know what song I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. It's like, smile's gonna be bad when what you're looking at. I'm gonna <laughs> see it, Grant. What? I just remember seeing that video as a little kid and being like, oh my god. <laughs> this, this is amazing. Hey, you know so, what's... But Yeah, my parents, they did not play rap music at all for me growing up, really. I was gonna say, you know what's crazy? Like a lot of that old music, that shit was kind of cringe. I ain't even gonna lie. Like when you go back and look at the yeah, videos, dude. like what the fuck? <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> um, also remember playing uh, Need for Speed Underground on the GameCube, and they had a whole bunch of rap. It was like that soundtrack for that game was so good. It had a whole bunch of like two thousands rap and like corn and like. That soundtrack for that game was so good. Okay. 
what are you? Well, I have to ask this question. I come from the gaming scene. Like, are you into games right now? What are you playing now? Um, I never got super big into gaming. Um, okay. My sister and my little brother got into it more than me. But like growing up, I had what's the first system? Growing up, I had a GameCube, so we'd play, you know, Mario Kart, Medal of Honor, all the types of shit on GameCube. Um. Then we had the PS2, so we would play like, I, I mean, I loved I loved games like Rock Band, Guitar Hero, like those were my shit. Just because I was I was more into music, so I would play that shit all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really got really really into gaming like that. Um, I have like I have really bad ADHD, so like, I get bored really easily. It's hard for me to sit still, so. For some reason, it would be so hard for me to like sit down and just play a game for hours. I just couldn't do it. Like I would sit down, play a game for like five minutes. Like, okay, I'm bored. Let me go do some. Oh wow! But I just, I just, I don't know what it is. I just could never. It would have to be a game that I really, really, really fucked with that I could sit down and just play it. So, but um, my oldest sister's a gamer for sure. Like, whole ass gamer. But. Oh, yeah, I just never, I never, never got too into it. But I respect it though. I fuck with it. Like, I'm the type where it's like, if I'm at somebody's house and they're playing, it could be a whole game, like a whole new game that I've never even played. I'm just like, all right, fuck it, I'll try it. But, okay. But I don't, I don't have a game system right now though. No. I remember, I read your uh, "Welcome to the Pit" article, and I remember, I mm-hmm. think, I think I said. Um, you were like really big into like space and stuff like that. Is is that true? Yeah. Okay, so I have, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does Apollo is lame think that the moon landing was real or fake? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm outside. I'm taking a piss right now. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. It's Give all me good. one second. Y'all hear that? <laughs> I'm about to say, do y'all hear that? Okay, my bad. Um, okay, so I'm torn between it. You know, my dad is a real like he's a real big conspiracy theorist. My dad is mm-hmm. not like he doesn't like go too crazy. Like he doesn't like obsess over him. But he's definitely into that type of stuff. And I remember being a kid and him trying to show me this video on some website. He's like, hey, watch this video. This is like them uh, filming the moon landing on a movie set. I'm just like, what the fuck is this dad? (laughs) So like shit like that, how we had me second guessing it. It was just. It's hard for me to like wrap this around my head of like, okay, so you're telling me we not only went to the moon landed on the moon walked around on there and we had a whole live stream from the moon to the to earth and people was watching it on the news in 1969 i don't know i don't i don't like getting too into stuff like that because it it used to like fucking drive me crazy when i was younger but that's just how i felt but who knows i mean maybe we did do it if you could, if you could ask one of the guys who landed on the moon any question, what would you ask him? 
would just be like, how the fuck did it feel like being able to see Earth from there? Like how that po- that feeling was probably so weird. Like looking down and seeing Earth. I don't know. That's just crazy. I remember um, this was like a couple of days ago. I seen a fucking video of um, one of the guys who went to the moon. I think his name was Buzz Buzz Aldridge, and yeah. he was being interviewed by a little girl, and she asked him mm-hmm. why people haven't been back to the moon since, and he said mm-hmm. because they never went. That, oh, yeah, shit. But it was super weird because it was like he was kind of beating around the bush and he wasn't being direct with her. Like it was, it was just a super fucking weird question. It's a weird answer. It also seemed like he was like speaking in riddles and shit too. It was weird. It was fucking weird. Yeah, that's weird. But, like, out of all the fucking craziest like moon landing conspiracy theories, which one do you think is like that makes the most sense? Type shit. Um, I think. Like I said, I try to not get too crazy into it. I think it's more of like one or two things. I think it's more of just like we either went or we didn't. Yeah. Like I think it's just like either we fake the whole shit to like to like tell Russia, haha, we beat you. Because oh. that was a time during the Cold War where like basically Russia and America were having this huge like space war. Basically, they're like, who's gonna make it to space first? Yeah. And they were just like, we did, huh? We beat you. But I just think it was either we went or we didn't. And I think people just, like I said, I can't get too into that type of stuff because I used to when I was younger and it would just like give me like psychosis. Oh, really? I'm just like, like it, I would know. I would like, because I used to smoke a lot of weed when I was younger too. So I used to just smoke a bunch of weed and just like dive deep into all these like crazy theories and videos and pictures and articles and yeah I, it was just i shouldn't have been doing all that shit so i i try to not like i try to not dive into that type of shit anymore okay i appreciate you for telling me that because i have a whole like fucking segment you know just talking about like moon and space and shit like that yeah. it's crazy man the world the world and the universe is is crazy Always, because I remember, this isn't like a theory or anything like that. This is like a, some real life shit that's uh, supposed to happen. I remember Elon said that mm-hmm. he wanted to take people to like Mars and shit like that. Would you go? Nah, fuck that. <laughs> he said, nah, why? Nah, because we're going to go there and that shit's going to happen uh, to them. Like what happened at the end of, uh, what happened at the end of uh, Don't Look Up. <laughs> Did you see that movie? I've only seen thirty minutes of that. Oh yeah. Well, at the end, at the end of the movie, a bunch of rich people fucking uh get on this ship and they fly to some planet to like keep the human race alive. And right when they get there, they get fucking mauled by these aliens. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, that would be spooky but, as fuck. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go to Mars. I just don't think. I I just think of it as simple as like we're we're on Earth and I think we should live on Earth. Yeah. I just don't think it'd be a good idea for us to try to survive in any different type of environment. Yeah. So like it's just I, I I wouldn't go. I I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like we're here on Earth for a reason, you know. There's a reason why we're here. 
Yeah. But uh, enough it's of this just... fucking. What were you gonna say? No, no, I was just, I was just gonna. I can't, I can't, I can't get too into stuff like that. Or I'll just keep going and going and going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I am, bro. That's because I'm a big like fucking information nerd. Like, I don't know. Trust me, I used to do the same shit. Well, enough of this like trippy ass uh, space talk. I remember seeing that Erica Badu is the name of one of your songs. Did you ever? Did you grow mm-hmm. up listening to Erica Badu? Was that being played in your house? As a child, or honestly, no. Um, she was something that I had. She was an artist I ended up listening to on my own later. Like I said, my parents, they didn't really play much music from that era because mm-hmm. she was more like late '90s, early 2000s. But yeah, my parents didn't really play her. That was an artist I ended up just listening to on my own, just diving deep on YouTube and shit. But um, I mean, the reason why the song was called Erica Badu is because. There's a line in it where I said, um, I rhymed Erica with something. It was, I rhymed Erica with America. I think I said, she want to be with me. Her name was Erica. And after making the song, I was like, oh, Erica. I was like, oh, Erica Badu. Oh, I'll just name it Erica Badu. <laughs> All right, and see. I just put that picture of her showing her armpit as the cover because I thought it was a, I just thought it was a cool ass <laughs> picture of her doing that. You know, I've seen a comment so, yeah. section. People were like, I hate this picture. People were like, they actually disgusted in, in the comment section. I think it's cool. I don't, yeah, me too. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why armpit hair like grosses people out so much. I just, I don't know. People are just sensitive with that. What's What's one thing that kind of grosses you out to see? Like for me, is like seeing people throw up. That kind of that fucks me up. I ain't gonna lie. I can't do. I cannot do blood. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. Oh, really? I just, I could never do it. Other people's, my own, but for some strange reason, the only, the only like, and needles too. I'm a bitch with needles. Oh yeah. Fuck. But for some, for some strange reason, the only exception for me is tattoos. I don't know what it is. Like, I can deal with the tattoo needles. I can deal with me bleeding a little bit from the tattoo. But like growing up. I was so bad at getting shots, getting my blood drawn, all that type of shit. I'm just real squeamish when it comes to blood. I just can't, like, yeah. I don't know. And I, I think with the needle thing, I think it's like, you're probably cool with tattoos because, like, you're not actually, the needle isn't actually going in your vein. That's the issue it's for like me. A, it's, like, it's like surface level. It's like, yeah. Okay. But, like, yeah, I've just always had issues with it. I don't know what it is. Um, you were saying that um, you got you got into drums when you were a kid. How did you get into that? Did you mm. did you ask for the drums or did your parents just buy it for you? I think I I can't even remember, but knowing me, I probably asked for them. And I remember um, when I got them, my parents would always watch American Idol and The Voice and America's Got Talent and shit like that. I remember when I first got it. Whenever the, the contestants would be singing on American Idol, I remember I used to try to, like, play along to the song that they were singing on American Idol and shit like that. But that was always fun. Okay. And this is kind of getting into your music a little bit. And now I have mm-hmm. I have to ask this question about this song, because, like, this song has a yeah. cover of uh, McLovin. 
like McLovin's idea and shit like that. How did your song uh, By the Ocean come about? In the beginning, it kind of sounds like, uh, smells like Teen Spirit a little bit, like the cover kind of. Um, By the Ocean started with, um, we were like, when I was living in LA in the first house we were living in, in Pico Union, mm-hmm. uh, me and a couple of the homies was, I think it was me. It was me, oddly, the homie, the homie Angelo, and damn, I forgot his name. Fuck. It's it's uh it's it's oddly's homie that makes a lot of his beats. But um, we were just jamming, fucking around on shit, and we were just playing this one shit, and I just started singing it, and we never really did anything with it. And then a couple of days later, whatever, I'm fucking around on this like analog keyboard that NASCAR bought. And they had this little like loop on there where it was the and I thought it just sounded so weird. So I just took that and just slowed it down. And I, I couldn't think of anything to sing on it. And I was like, oh shit, what if I sang that shit I was singing the other day when we were jamming? the other day so i just tried singing it on there and it and it worked so i just fuck i just ran with it okay that's cool Mm -hmm. i needed so how did you come up with making the uh the cover art mclovin how did you do that like what made you do that i didn't i didn't have any picture for it at all i didn't have any cover and sometimes when i don't have covers for songs i just go through my camera roll on my phone and I just find funny or cool pictures. And um, yeah, there was, there was just a picture on my phone of my son's mom just like holding the, we had got that banner from AliExpress and I took a picture of her just holding it up. So I was just going through my camera roll. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use that picture, fuck it. And I did. <laughs> I fucking, that's one of my, at le- I think at least top ten movies of all time. I love Superbad. Oh, of course. What? That's kind of yeah. Hard. That's. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's a great movie. That's kind of where I got my name from too. Like, cause my name is really Make Love, and I was supposed to start making music when I first like really started doing social media, like Tough, and it was gonna be Make mm-hmm. Love music, but that's already taken. So I was like, fuck. I was like, why, why don't I do Make Love the MC? And I was like, fuck, that's too mm, fucking long. Okay. And I was like, ah, shit. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, MC Make Love. And it was Mick Make Love. So I was like, oh, fuck it. And I just went with that ever since. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember seeing an interview. Um, fuck, who was it? Fuck, I don't want to leave this person out. I think it was from Cult Classic. Shout out Cult Classic. I seen an interview of, um, mm-hmm. it was with Dirty and Mozzie. And they talked about mm-hmm. your work ethic in such a high regard. And they said that, you probably worked the most out of everyone in that house. At the time, what do you think was driving you to have that insane work ethic? And where do you think it came from? Um, It came from... I think it was a mix of what we talked about earlier, about me getting locked up and wanting to... Because I'm not going to get too into it, but like... When I got locked up, I got out on, I, I was released on bond. Okay. So 
I didn't know what was going to happen to me. I didn't know if everything was going to get dropped. I didn't know if I was going to just have probation. I didn't know if I was going to end up having to do time. So, like, that whole, like, not knowing what was going to happen to me with my case just had me on just crazy work mode of, like, yo, like, like real shit. I might be fucking going to jail in a couple fucking months. So I'm going to run this shit the fuck up while I can. Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do what the fuck I can to make us as lit as possible. Cause I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So I just, that's just what drove me to just go super crazy. Okay. And yeah, I just, I was just making shit all the time. Like, okay. I, I understand yeah. that. Um, do you think that like, do you think having a son kind of slowed you down in terms of like how consistent you drop music now? Cause I'm pretty sure he's, you know, top priority now, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think it could have gone two ways. I think, I think it could have made me go crazier and dropping more shit, making more shit, or it could have went the way that I went. And I just like took such a long break and, made sure I was always there for his mom while she was pregnant and mm-hmm. after he was born. And because when I, when I found out we were having a son, we, we left LA. Like we, we left LA and she's from Sacramento. So we left LA, went to Sacramento to live with her family. And I went, I went back to fucking working a job because you know, like I said, like music wasn't really paying that much for us. Even even when we was at the at the I, I wouldn't say height of our career because it's like shit can still happen. But yeah, when we were like in a really good position, when we were living out there, we still wasn't really making that much money, especially not enough to support a son. So I needed to make money the quickest way possible. So when we we moved in with her family and we was in Sacramento, I went back to working a regular job. It was just stacking up money and just not just, I just, I didn't make shit for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was, a, it was a def, it was a big change for me. I mean, that, that's a real shit though. That's real. Like that's real dad shit. No, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, real shit. Yeah. Oh. yeah shit, shit, you know, Coming from someone who's not a fa- father but aspires to have kids one day, what's fatherhood like? Um, it's at first, of course, it's really scary, you know, finding out, oh shit, like I'm about to have a whole kid. Um, it's a scary feeling. Um, definitely a lot of thoughts go through your head, all these different scenarios of what can happen, what's going to happen. Um, but once, once the child is there, like for some reason for me, um, while, while my son's mom was pregnant was more anxiety provoking than when he was here. Cause I got so caught up in thinking about, Oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh my God. Oh my God. And and then she she gave birth to him and he was finally here and we had him in our arms and we took him home. I was like, and almost felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like, oh god, like finally he's here. Like, let's do this now. 
And when they're first born, um, I'd say like the first day or two, it was real easy because he just, they just, the first like day or two that babies are alive, they just sleep. They're just asleep because it's a lot for them. It's like, damn, I've been living inside of my mom this whole time. All of a sudden I'm not like, that was a lot. Like being born is a lot on them too. So they're like, holy shit, mm-hmm. I got to fucking rest. So he was just sleep for the first like two days. And then those first couple months when, when a baby's there, that shit's hard. It's especially hard on the mom too. Yeah. It's a lot. It's hard work. It's, it's, it really is a lot, but it's worth it at the end of the day. Like, it really is worth it seeing a whole human that's a part of you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Living and, living and laughing and learning and progressing and loving you and you loving them. It definitely changed me a lot. It, it put a whole new perspective on my life. Because yeah. I used to be a really, like, negative person. I used to be very like, oh, why should I do that? I'm just going to die anyways. Why should I do that? Because the world sucks. Oh, fuck the world. Fuck my life. Uh." And then I fell in love and wanted to have a child. And that just like put a whole new perspective on me. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's fucking beautiful, man. Just like you said, like, it's literally like another you like you know like it's i don't know i i i hope magical isn't like the wrong word but to me like when two people come together and they make a kid like it's magical to me like that shit's like it's it's insane like it's like we're literally like creators like it's like in terms of like you manifesting your fucking dreams of what you want to do to like actually creating life like it's fucking crazy when you really think about it yeah uh Let's say 15-year-old Jacoby is listening to this interview right now. What's something that isn't too personal that you think he should hear? Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, I don't know. Damn. Yeah, that's a deep question. I don't know. I don't want to get too into it because then I'm gonna end up getting emotional. <laughs> so, I feel you. I feel you. Um, I would just say, I would just say, bro, you used to, you used to fucking, bro, you used to wear diapers, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, shit, I did too. We all did at one point. Well, like, bro, like, bro, you dead ass used to wear whole ass diapers, and that shit was crazy. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Man, you, me, and your mom used to change your diapers. Like, you was a little tiny, a little tiny baby. <laughs> like, but yeah, I don't want, I don't want to say too sentimental stuff because I'm gonna start getting emotional. But of course, of course, I, I just think, it was, I just think it would be funny, him, uh, a teenager, because you know how teenagers get, like a lot of teenagers, they get real like, I wouldn't say big headed, but they get real like, they just are a different, like when you when you get to that age, you just act a whole different way, and it's like, bro, like. Yeah. Bro, like you dead ass used to be a little tiny baby, and yeah, <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> did you um, did you make the song Jacoby before or after he was born? Oh, it was it was after he was born. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing. Uh, is a hundred packs? That's your latest song, right? 
Is it on yeah. SoundCloud? Okay. Okay. What was mm-hmm. what was the story behind that song? Because I feel like that song it's like the definition of fun. The definition of fun it just gives me like a fun vibe, like chilling out a kickback type of thing. So what was the story behind that? That song? was just like that was just yeah. It was just it was just some fun shit because um a lot of the beats that people because people still people still send me beats all the time of just shit and like um. A lot of beats that people send are on that type of are on that type of vibe, and part of me feels like part of me feels like I was avoiding that type of music for a while since it got big, but like so many people was like, "Bro, you need to hop on shit like that. It would be fire." So I was like, "All right, you know, all right, okay, fine." So I just got on it and just had fun with it and just made some shit and yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> but. Since I've gotten back into recording, I've been I've been recording music on my phone. Really? So I just be I just be out in the car just with my headphones recording on the phone. What made you start doing that? And I was just in the car. Just cause um I ever since I left LA, you know, I did I never had my own recording equipment that was my own. So I didn't have the equipment to, you know, start making. I, it was like I wanted to start making music again, but I didn't have any equipment. So I was like, but I need to do it somehow. And um, my son's mom, she listens to this. She li- she listens to the, uh, this artist. Um, and I guess she had told her that. She records everything on her phone on this app called BandLab, and she told me like, hey, like. I know you've been saying you wanted to start recording music again, but you don't have the shit for it. Um, my homegirl makes all her music on this app with her headphones. You should download it and, and do some shit. And of course, I was skeptical at first. I was like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm, this is probably going to sound terrible. Let me try it. And then once I really, really like sat down and used it and fucked around with it and I made some shit and listened to it in the car, I was like, holy shit. You know, it ain't like top tier studio quality mix and mastered you know that type of stuff but i've never been too big on having shit sound perfect anyways but like it, it sounded good to me so i was like shit i'm gonna start putting shit out like this all of my everything from the song starting with i'm fine you know that song i'm fine not fine yeah everything from then up until recently has all been on the phone oh wow like um here i'll go and look fucking yeah everything i put out new like all my new shit i put out has all been on the phone like i said it's not the greatest sounding shit but it was like bro like i just told myself like bro i need to get back into doing this shit for real so but yeah um, I'm fine. No time. I'll never go. Potion. Jacoby. Die today. Hundred packs. That's all. That's all off of Band Lab on the phone. Okay. I mean, shit. I can even. I didn't know that. I can't really tell, to be honest. Right, and that's what <laughs> that's what a lot of people have been saying too. So I'm like, oh shit. If, if cause everybody I tell, oh bro, that new song you dropped is fire. I'm like, oh bro, thanks. I recorded it on the phone. They're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> But I know I know that that's just what I'm doing for now, and I, I probably can't do it forever, but for the time being, that's what I've been doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
it's mm-hmm. it's cool to see like because like my very first interview bro I started like my mic I used like fucking Apple headphones for a mic I didn't have a laptop the homie had to record it for me type shit like and then I mm-hmm. leveled up and I got headphones and now I'm using the actual Blue, Blue Yeti mic so it's like it's it's cool to see like the actual growth you know what I'm saying of somebody starting from yeah. really nothing like you know it's cool and that's um that's something that a lot of younger kids are doing now. A lot of a lot of young artists that are coming up right now are doing shit on BandLab on their phone. It'd either be BandLab or uh GarageBand. But a lot of people are doing shit on the phone now, and that shit's fire. One thing that um one thing that I find kind of like super interesting about you, like when I go through your catalog, like I could feel hype as fuck. And then the next song, it'll be, like, super mellow. And then the next song will be, like, emotional. As an artist, mm-hmm. were you always open to showing your emotions to your listeners? Or was it something that you had to ease into? At first, no. But then eventually, I was just like, fuck it. You know, like, none of, like majority of people that listen to my shit don't know me personally. So I, I'm not, I'm like, 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 why would I care about what? A whole world of people think you know mm-hmm. like they don't know me personally they don't know so it's like i'm just like might as well because who knows somebody might be going through the same shit yeah. I don't, like there's been so many times where i've put out a song and i've had people hit me up like yo like i'm going through a breakup right now or yo i'm dealing with some type of substance abuse or i'm dealing with this and i listen to this song and it it, it felt like it was exactly what i'm going through and it helped me so much and blah 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 so I feel like that, like that helps me too. Like when I, whenever people tell me shit like that, it makes me feel like, oh damn, like I need to keep putting shit out where I'm vulnerable because a lot of people appreciate it. Yeah. And the crazy, and, you know, it's cool to put out some lit shit too. You know, just some, just some turn up shit. That's fun too here and there too. But mm-hmm. I think the real emotional shit just really resonates with people a lot. Yeah. And a cool thing about that is like, um. I don't know if you believe in like karma or anything, but like that's literally like mm-hmm. you know you're doing a good thing, like, and I believe mm-hmm. me personally, I believe that you know. People that do good things, they get rewarded. It may not be instantly, but, you know, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't go unnoticed. So it's cool to see people who actually mm-hmm. care about their listeners' emotions and they want to say, hey, like, I went through what you're going through, or you know, maybe you could get some resolve from what I'm making, you know. Okay. I remember I was listening to your, like, because I've been so much of your music, bro. Like, before this interview, like, mm-hmm. I listened to a fuck ton of your yeah. music. And I don't know. I, I don't think that some of the songs are deleted on SoundCloud. But, like, through how, like how your music gets listed, it's the songs Life, I'm Fine, No Time, I'll Never Go, and Potion. And every single one of those mm-hmm. songs are, like, somewhat resonating on the emotion that we know of as sadness and then the song yeah. right after that is jacoby and that song it's extremely emotional but it's almost like it's a happy emotion yeah. and and i hope this isn't a dumb question but again this has come from someone who doesn't have kids yet when you had your son was it an instant happiness when you had him or did it take a while to sink in like damn like i have a son or was it instant happiness it was a whole bunch of emotions. Of course, it was it was the instant happiness, but it also was a sense of panic as well too. Of like, oh my god, oh my god, like, holy fuck, like, 
we have to we have to take care of a whole other human like it's like like it's not just me anymore mm. you know because even before i got in even before i got in a relationship with my son's mom like it was just it was just me you know mm-hmm. the only person i had to look after was like me and you know when i was in D, it was like i just had to look after me and make sure everybody in D was cool and that was it you know but mainly i just had to look after myself mm-hmm. and you know i got with her and i'm like okay so now it's not just me it's it's me and her i know i gotta make sure she's straight i gotta you know you know i'm being around her and then when we have my son it's like oh fuck now it's like it's me her and him like a whole defenseless human that needs us like he physically needs both of us to survive and it's it's a lot to think about it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of emotions that go through your head but overall like the happiness of him being here and having a son and him being healthy like trumps everything else it's like okay this is this is it like i have my son like fuck everything else like i have him this is amazing yeah i'll I don't yeah. know. I've always thought about like I want to eventually have kids too. That's why I, I like to ask like my friends who have children and stuff like that. I just ask them like, you know, how was it? You know, just so I could be. Even though mm-hmm. I feel like you can, you can only, you know, you could do so much to be ready for a child. But it's like I would love to have you know secondhand experience and ask you know my friends or somebody I know like how was it? You know, one of the songs that I had mentioned was Life, and. Mm-hmm. I think that song, it, it was on your EP. I think it's pronounced Selassie Told Kennedy, I think. And Oh, yeah, so Selassie Told Kennedy, yeah. Okay. And that EP is like a heavy punk sound. For that specific EP, what yeah. made you want to go for that sound? Um, That was honestly something that wasn't very well put together. I had put that out while, um, while my son's mom was pregnant. Um, that was just something where, like, you know, I realized, oh, damn, I ain't put shit out in a long ass time. So I just honestly put together some songs that I had recorded when I was living in L.A. and just put them in order and just put it out. Um, but I, they did all have some a similar vibe, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going- that was just some shit I put together to just to give people just to give people, you know, something while I was going, like, when I was going through that time period. Okay. Were you going for that punk mm-hmm. sound? Yeah, I mean, it was more of just going through my email and just finding a bunch of songs that I didn't put out yet and be like, oh, that one sounds good. Oh, no, that one doesn't sound good. Oh, that one sounds And once I noticed that one or two of them had a similar vibe, I was like, oh, then I'll just find some other ones that are kind of like that, too. And just put it together. Okay. I remember I had asked in my last interview, I had asked Kiltech, like, what does it mean to him to be punk? And to me, what I what I would like to think what it means to be punk is basically your song, um, what the fuck is it called? Americrap. Everything that you mm-hmm. said in that song to me is like the definition of punk. So what would you say? What what mm-hmm. would your definition be of punk? Fuck, that's always been a hard one. Um, I don't even want to try to defy something like that because <laughs> I feel like it's been so... I 
I would I would just say to anyone that's trying to find that definition to just not give a fuck. Like honestly, mm-hmm. like it's not who. Because I just remember when we first really started getting into that type of culture and just people will be like, well, that's not punk. Well, that's not punk. Well, this is and this isn't. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of decided, like, who the fuck decided, like, what is and what is, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was, I would just say, do, like, do whatever, like, as long as you ain't hurting nobody and you're not hurting yourself, like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Okay. Like, honestly, like, that's, that's what I would see it as, even if, like, because I've been real, I've been real, like, tapped out of that culture for, like, the past year. Oh, okay. So, like, but I think when we first really got into it, I think I tried so hard with, like, trying to be like, oh, well, is this punk or is this not? Or does this look punk? Or, oh, is this song punk? Or, oh, God, like, what, what about this? Like, and then I look back on it, and I'm just like, bro, what the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was I doing, bro? Like, who cares? Like, who honestly gives a fuck? Like, for real. So that that's just pretty much all I would say about that. Okay. That's kind of what Kiltac told me too. Like basically like if you're if you identify as punk and someone says you're not punk and you just say I don't give a fuck, that's kind of punk. Like you know, like who care who cares who gives a fuck kind of. That's basically what he said too. Yeah. Do you listen to um I know you said you kind of haven't been tapped into that culture for like the past year, but are there is there any like punk bands that you listen to? Huh? Oh yeah, I've been out here this whole. I've been out here this whole time doing cold? this. I mean, it's a little bit cold, but I'm chilling. Are you good though? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Mozzie just came out here and he was just like, "Are you still out here?" Um. But I mean, my my favorites. Um. My top two for me have always just been Bad Brains and Germs. And I feel like people will be like, oh, that's so basic. Like, that's so, like, what about all this underground shit? I've tapped into all that type of shit, too. Tapped into a whole lot of bands, but just for some reason, those are the main two that have just always resonated with me the most, specifically Bad Brains. For me, like, me personally, I feel like Bad Brains are, like, the GOAT for that type of shit. Just because they were, like, the best, like, musically like tech like technical like like they played so good like they were solid like they really fucking knew how to play that shit for me okay they were fire that's that's my top like my favorite punk band is bad brains like fully like they were just so fucking good like i just remember hearing that shit for the first time we were um we were actually we were actually at Mozzie's Mozzie's uh mom's house and we were watching a video of them performing and I, and I never heard any of their songs or anything and we were just watching this video on YouTube of them performing and I was just like what the fuck they're just so damn good like everything about them like the like they were just yeah so to this day to this day they're my favorite. Okay. For sure. How'd you, uh, do you remember how you got into punk music? Um, I mean, 
growing up, my dad would play like not super punk shit. It would just be like the basic mainstream shit from the eighties, like late seventy, early eighties. He had like Sex Pistol records and like The Clash and shit like that, and of course Ramones and shit. But he didn't ever he didn't ever play really like people would be like oh. If I say this, people will be like, what the fuck? But he never really played any, like, real punk shit um, until, like, honestly, Mozzie really, like, Mozzie really put me on to a lot of shit, like, um, Bad Brains and Germs and, uh, sorry, sorry, somebody's. Okay. My bad. Sorry, I just saw something crazy. But um, but yeah, really like Mozzie and shit. And when we first started really kicking it with NASCAR, and when we were all still living in in uh, North Carolina, and whenever he would come down here and shit, we would all just be kicking it. It would just be a mix of him putting me on to shit, Mozzie putting me on to shit, and um, yeah. Okay. Is there any like? punk artist that you would like to collab with? They don't even have to be somebody who makes music. It could be a painter. It could be a clothing brand. Um. Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> um. I would love to meet and like play with Pat Smear. From uh, he was the guitar player from the Germs, and then he later on played in Nirvana before they broke up. Okay. But I would love to meet him and just play with him because he's a good ass guitar player. I kind of I kind of want to know how'd you uh meet Mozzie and Dirty. Okay. Um. Well, I'll just talk about how I met everyone. Um. First person I met in Candy was Kaka. Uh, me and him went to the same high school. And I just kind of knew of him. I didn't really know him. Um, he was just, he was like class clown type of dude when we were in school. And then after high school, I was at a party at my homie uh, Corey's crib and he was there, and um, he needed a ride home, so I gave him a ride home, and on the way home, he was like, yo, like, I heard you've been doing music, I've been trying to, like, I've been trying to do that shit, too, like, we should kick it, blah, 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 so I was like, okay, so, um, for a minute, kind of like, so around that time period, I was still making music with like my sister and all of our friends growing up, and we were doing our thing. Like me and me and her and all our friends from the neighborhood were we were in a group actually. It was called before K and D. I was in a group with my sister and all our neighborhood friends. It was called Sideways Five, and that was because. There was a at the creek we used to go to. There was a there was a tunnel and it had a a, a sideways five spray painted on it. So we caught ourselves that and um, 
but as time went on doing stuff with them I kind of like shied away from them and just started kind of doing my own thing it wasn't anything like like we never fell out or anything it was just more of like I really really wanted to start taking it seriously mm. so I just started hanging out with people that took like we're trying to do it seriously too so I was like met Kaka um started doing shit with him and uh this other homie I had called Lazy his name was Lazy Luke um doing shit like that for a little while and then I first seen who Mozzie was because this girl that I used to talk to in high school um she was hanging around him and I just remember seeing her story on Instagram and he was on her story doing something funny I forget what the fuck it was <laughs> but he was just doing so, Mozzie was just doing something hilarious on this girl's Instagram and I was just like that motherfucker funny as hell so I, so and she tagged him in the video so I followed him after that and he was at the time he was making pants and he was real into art I just remember hitting him up like oh let me buy a pair of pants and I never did I just flexed whatever mm-hmm. and then I seen Dirty on Instagram just on whether it was explore page or whatever um but Dirty uh, was was making cover arts. So I just remember hitting up Dirty for a cover art for something that me and my sister were making. And so yeah, met Dirty. Um, he made a cover art for me and my sister. And I remember pulling up to Mozzie's house to meet Dirty and yeah, I met him, chilled with him, paid for the cover or whatever, went on my way. And I just remember a couple months go by and I see Mozzie posting on his Instagram, yo, I'm trying to make music, I'm trying to get in the stew, blah, blah, blah. So I hit him up and I'm like, yo, like, shit, let's, let's go to the stew. I got a stew that I, I've been going to. And he's all, Oh, where, but I got to bring the homie Dirty with me. So I'm like, oh, shit, okay, bet. Like, I already knew who Dirty was from him doing the cover art for me. So like, oh, okay, bet. And so me and Mozzie and Dirty linked up, and we went to this studio that I used to go to. And we made, that day we made this song called Cool Guy that I think is still on my SoundCloud. But literally, we linked up, the three of us linked up that day and made a song that day. And so that was dope. And at first, the three of us just started going. Started going to the studio here and there, kicking it, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, eventually after kicking it, which is then two for a minute, I eventually started bringing Kaka around too. So then the four of us started kicking it. And but for some reason, honestly, like when we first four started hanging out, we didn't really make music together for a minute. Like months went by and we didn't even really make music. We was just hanging out and just doing dumb shit. Okay. And then we eventually just started making shit here and there, blah blah blah. 
but we didn't ever really fully form Kids Next Door until we were on a show. Like all four of us were on a show and we, were, and we, were, we had already been talking about, you know, making it an official thing. But then once we were on a show, we're like, oh damn, like, are we, we going on this next show, we're going to be on the flyer as Kids Next Door. And I felt like ever since then, it was just from then on. Okay. So the creation of K&D was kind of like a spontaneous thing almost, kind of. Yeah, it was just all these different factors just coming together and almost being at like the perfect time. Okay. So what was it like? Well, before I get into that, um, you said that you were in a in a group with your sister. Does your sister still make music or... Um, not anymore, but, um, she still was for, for a minute, like, even after I started doing stuff with, with Mozzie and everybody. So what was it like working with Mozzie and Dirty? Shit, I mean, it just, it was just working with anyone, really, um, you know, there would be some days where we would all be on the same page, and shit would just be like perfect. Like, oh man, this is fire. Let's do this. Oh, this is fire. Let's do this. Oh man, oh man, this is great. Let's do this. And then there would be some days, just like you know, being with, being in any group and being around friends. You know, sometimes you disagree on stuff. Mm-hmm. So there'd be some days we'd make a whole. We there'd be some days we would make a whole song, and somebody would be like, you know, I don't like this song. We should lucky delete it. And everyone's like, well, what do you mean? This shit's fire. <laughs> and other person's like, oh, well, I don't like this one part on my verse. Or, well, I don't, I don't really like this part where you said that or blah, blah, blah. But, like, shit's, shit would always still end up, you know, getting done, though, and, and shit like that. But, but, yeah, like I said, some days it would be perfect. It would be amazing. And then some days we would, just like any friends or being in a band or anything, we'd, we would bicker. We would, you know. Oh, we should do this. Oh, we should do this. Oh, we should do this. Blah, 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 blah. But as time went, as, as time went on, once we started learning how everybody was and shit like that, it, it got way easier as time went on. Okay. So I kind of just want to briefly touch up on this. After the Kaka situation, was there ever any talks of K&D going on as a group of three? Um, of course we thought about that. Of course we did. Um, but we were just such a such a good unit, yeah. The four of us that it just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't have felt right. So, so of course we thought about it. Like oh. But nah, it was just we were just like let's just let's just end it all together and just do our own thing. Okay. One thing that that I want to do is I want to go like on tour, just to, like experience what it's like to be on tour because I've never actually been to a show or a concert either. So, what was it like going on tour with Mozzie and Dirty? It was crazy, man. It was. Oh my god. It was just all of us in a van just 
it was nuts. It was the greatest. It was the greatest time ever, though. It was amazing. It was like the most fun I've ever had. But um, you know, yeah, it was just lit. There'd be there'd be some nights we were just sleeping in a the van. There was some nights where we wasn't even sleeping. We were just going to the next city. Oh wow! You know, there was some nights we, we there was some nights we'd be blessed and um have a hotel or Airbnb or whatever. But no, nah, it was fun. It was it was really fun. What's one country that you would like to perform in? Performing? Um, I want to go to Japan, for sure. Not only to perform there, but just to go there. Yeah, I mean, Japan, it, that culture is like, I don't know, it's it's something I would like to, I think a lot of people would love to experience Japan, though. At the time, do you, do you guys, do you remember how you guys got in contact with Death Proof at that time? Um, well, we had done it through, it all have it all, it all came together through us being cool with NASCAR. Okay. Um, a backstory on that would be like, um, way back in the day, my old homie Lazy had shown me NASCAR. The first song he showed me from him was a song called Macaroni. Um, which is way back in the day. So he had shown me that song. And then I remember he was doing a show in Charlotte. And he's not, and he's he's from the outskirts of Charlotte. He's from a town called Lexington. So he used to just come down to Charlotte and shit. Oh, we're? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he was doing a show in Charlotte at this house that people used to throw shows at. And I remember going to the show and meeting him there and just, that was just kind of it for then. And then we just end up seeing him at other places here and there. And then once I started doing shows with, with Mozzie and Dirty and shit and just like getting our name out there too, um we were getting we like basically we were just getting big in the city at the same time so for a while all the shows in charlotte would be you know kiznet store nascar and you know a couple other people here and there but just from us being on the same shows with him all the time we just started getting cool with him and just getting closer and I remember there would be times where I would drive up an hour and a half to, to Lexington, bring him down to do the show and bringing him back up and all that type of shit. But, um, yeah, we were just doing that for a minute. There would be so many shows where it would just be NASCAR, K&D, just boom, boom, and we were just killing it. Like, that shit was crazy. Um, and at the time, too, he was getting really big on the Internet as well. So, you know, he ended up going out to L.A. before we did. He ended up going out to L.A. in, like, I'd say, like, the fall the fall of, like, 2018, NASCAR went to L.A., right? Linked up with Fossil and Miyagi, you know, was in Death Proof doing their thing. And then... 
couple months go by. Um, he ended up, you know, as time went on, he was probably showing Miyagi just like people he fucked with, you know, the people from back home, showing him Mozzie, showing him Dirty, showing him me, just like doing all this shit. And I remember after I put out the song Erica Badu, um, Miyagi had hit me up. It was like, yo, like, the homie NASCAR showed me your shit. Like, I'm fucking with this song, Erica Badu. Um, yeah, like, we fuck with you type shit. And I remember NASCAR was having a show in New York. And by this time, this was like summer of 2019. So... I remember they was having a show in New York and me and the homie Nando, his uh his Instagram name is IMU. No, it's IMU99. So me and Nando were already planning on going to that show in New York. So I was I hit the, I hit him up. I was like, yo, like me and the homie are coming to this show in New York. Like I'd love to to meet you. I'd love to meet you and just chop it up, blah blah blah. So me and Nando go to the show in New York, and um, that was cool. Met Miyagi, went to the show with them, kicked it. It was super dope, whatever. And I don't know if he fully knew about the kids next door. He definitely knew who Mozzie was for sure, because he had he had reached out to Mozzie too. But I don't know if he fully grasped what kids next door was so while i was out there i was like yo like you know i'm glad you fuck with my shit blah blah, blah. you're trying to fuck with me but like bro i'm in this whole ass group like and i'm a, and then i fully put him on to kids next door i think he was like holy shit there's more of y'all like holy fuck <laughs> like okay, bet so now he was like now he was on the kids next door like okay cool um so yeah, I went to that show in New York. That was cool. And then in September of 2019, we did a show with NASCAR in Miami. So it was Kisner Store, NASCAR, and I think like Tankhead and some other people from Florida. So we did that show. And it went really, really well. So then Miyagi was they were in uh, Death Proof was doing this stuff called Gotham where every Halloween they were throwing a really cool show. And you know Halloween it, it was September so you know October was coming up and Miyagi was like yo like y'all need to come to LA and perform at Gotham. So we was like bet like okay cool. So we go to yeah we went to we went to LA perform at Gotham. And then I think really since then, I think a little bit before Gotham, I can't fully remember, but around that time of going out to LA for the first time as kids next door, doing this, doing Gotham with them, that's what really like solidified kids next door in Death Group. Um, and then of course, months, couple months later, early 2020, we went on the Death Proof tour where it was. It was NASCAR, Kids Next Door, Death Tour. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, that's what really solidified Kids Next Door and Death Proof at the time. There may be some little shits that I'm missing here and there. I can't really, you know, so much shit like went down and happened that I can't fully remember everything. But to my knowledge, that's 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 what happened. Okay. So you were saying mm-hmm. that you got in contact with Death Proof basically through NASCAR because you were working with NASCAR. So how did you meet NASCAR? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, just uh, at a show in Charlotte. Okay. Just meeting him there, and I already knew who he was because the homie showed me his stuff. And just since, since Kids Next Door and NASCAR were both, you know, popping in Charlotte, we were we were on a lot of the same shows together. So just seeing him all the time, just like, really got us closer. Okay, are you currently signed mm-hmm. to a label? Um, me personally, no. Okay. Um, but. Towards the end of Kids Next Door, uh, we were we were signed to a label called Epitaph. So, so yeah, for so for very briefly, Kids Next Door was signed. Yeah. Okay. Would you would you think about signing to a label sometime in the future? I don't know. I mean, I would like to say no. But who knows, you know, you know, how shit goes in the future. It's just, it's a whole side of the industry that is, is really a lot different. Like, I didn't, I didn't know shit about how that type of stuff went down until it really was like in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. And seeing how, seeing how it works now and everything that goes into it and all the terms and the taxes and all this type of stuff. Like, I don't know if I would prefer to do it now. But like I said, you never know. Okay. That's that's very reasonable. I mean, you got to experience yeah. it and you may, you feel some type of way about it, you know? Um, wait, so do, uh, this is like a quick, like little question. Can you like mm-hmm. look at DMs as I'm calling you right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to send you two links. They're just like random fucking links. Um, shit that I seen mm. that I thought it was cool that I kind of wanted to show you. So this okay. this link right here, it's fan art. I don't know if you've seen this, but it was basically something a Let fan made. I just sent it to you just now. Mm-hmm. Hold How do you feel about that fan oh, shit. art? <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, shit. That's cool. Fuck it. <laughs> I just appreciate any. I just appreciate anybody. You know, doing that shit. That's fire. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd show you that. And another thing, I want to. I want to nah, know. What was the, what was the story behind this picture right here? I sent you another link. Which one? Oh, what's the story behind the second one you sent me? Yeah. Oh. Um. That picture is um somebody took that while we were filming the video for Nightmare on Melrose, a uh, Kids Next Door song. We were we shot a scene. Uh, they were doing some construction somewhere, and we just shot a scene at the construction site. And I thought it would be funny if I just sat on there like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny. 
Oh. But yeah, that's the story behind that. I was when we were shooting uh, Nightmare on Melrose. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought that was funny as fuck. Um, how'd you come about having NASCAR on the song Friends? And what's it like working with him? Um, that was um, like I said, just from knowing him and driving up to Lexington to bring him down for the shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. There would be some times where I would drive up there even when we didn't have a show and I would just drive up there to kick it with him and shit. And he used to record in his cousin's garage. And I was just one of them shits where we, we was just kicking it, hanging out. They had the studio in the garage and he had a beat and we were just like, all right, fuck it, let's make a song. And yeah, that's how that came about. Yeah, that, that song is hard as fuck. I think the hardest. I think. Shit, I think. Hardest, uh, oh, go, ahead, go ahead. I think that was the first. Uh, that was the first shit that we ever hopped on together. Okay. And yeah, that's just hard as fuck. Like I think the hardest bar out of all that shit was uh, fuck. What the fuck did you say? You said uh, you said some shit. You said what the fuck? You said I'm a dog and my best friend is Finn. I said oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> that yeah. shit was hard as fuck. That's hard. Yeah. So, yeah, she was hard. Okay, I, this is like almost the interview is almost done. Um, mm -hmm. I remember seeing a song, but I, I honestly can't even. I couldn't really find too much information on it, but mm -hmm. it's with you and NASCAR, and I think it's called uh, "No Individuality." Was that song ever yeah. released officially, or because I know it was leaked, but did it ever release officially or no? Nah, that one that one never came out officially. Um, there was no real reason behind why it never came out. It was just, you know, just it's just how shit goes sometimes. When you when you make music, you make so much shit that like a lot of times shit just just don't be coming out. You see that, you know. So, but yeah, that yeah, that's just hard. Okay. Do you, do you know how it leaked? I don't know. I, I remember there was some shit where shit was getting leaked for a while. I don't know how the fuck that was happening, but. Yeah, I guess that was just one of them that was. Yo, I'd be hurt, dog. Like, let's say if I fucking... We record this interview, right? And then all of a sudden, it fucking gets Ooh. leaked before I even... I'd be hurt. That, I don't know how that should be happening. People should be getting leaked. People should be getting hacked. Like, fuck that. Oh, hey, speaking of that, bro, how did your last Instagram account get hacked? Alright, so... I guess the hacker had already hacked one of my friends accounts right so one of my friends well i thought it was my friend but i guess it was the hacker so i get a d i get a dm from one of my friends instagrams and he goes and it was around christmas time of last year he goes yo bro like i like i got some bread like i'm trying to um i'm trying to bless you for christmas type shit he's like, i'm trying to bless you for christmas so you can you know you can get some shit for your son or whatever i'm trying to bless you um let me like what's your cash app and i'm like oh okay bet i don't know how the fuck it happened but i sent him my cash app because i thought it was my friend mm -hmm. sent him my cash app put my phone down did whatever i was doing whatever whatever and all of a sudden i get a notification oh uh unauthorized login from new york city i'm like what the fuck i go on my instagram boom my shit's hacked I'm like, how the fuck? 
I don't know. I was like, how the fuck did somebody hack my shit through my fucking Cash App tag? Man. So I went and I, I went and I deleted my Cash App. I went and I just kept trying and trying to get my Instagram back. I was like, what the fuck's going on? It was this whole ass hacker. Somebody I was doing these like pyramid schemes and I went I went to my friend's Instagram page and he was he was already posting the hacker was already posting all this shit about these pyramid schemes and all that type of shit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. Okay, so I'm starting a new segment of my podcast called 33 Questions, where I ask a list of 33 random fucking questions, and you have to answer them as quick mm-hmm. as possible. Okay. Okay. Question number one. Would you rather be a fan or an AC? What do you mean, like a fan, like a ceiling fan, or like a? Yeah. Um, I'd rather be like a fan, like a ceiling fan or something. I know you're not into games, but Xbox or PS4? PS4. Would you rather be a cup or a bowl? Damn. Um, a cup for sure. Milk before cereal or cereal before milk? Cereal before milk. If you pour the milk before a cereal, you're a psycho. <laughs> if you could be in any cartoon, what would you be in? Any cartoon? Adventure Time. Who do you think you could beat up in a fight? Sokka from Avatar, Dale from King of the Hill, or Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, for sure. That's always high. He don't even know what the fuck going on. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, first time I went to Miami with my sister and our friends, um, I saw this like teenager just dead on the side of the road. Fuck. That's probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. What's your favorite fruit? Favorite fruit? Mm-hmm. Yellow dragon fruit for sure. Okay. Do you drink alcohol? The, the other dragon fruits are trash. What were you about to say? Do you drink alcohol? Yeah. What's your favorite day of the week? Or favorite day of the year? Favorite day of the year? Probably Halloween. Would you rather have two pinkies or two thumbs? Two thumbs. <laughs> What's your favorite number? Favorite number? Um, probably seven. Would you rather be a fish or a fisherman? Damn. <laughs> I'm probably fisherman, honestly. A fish's life probably is, is really not good. <laughs> Lemon or limes? Limes, for sure. What's something you're allergic to? Um... I think I'm allergic to chlorine, like in pools and stuff. Oh, wow. Because um, for some reason, most of the time when I go into a pool, I like break out. For sure allergic to that. And then I'm allergic to cats too. I need like an inhaler oh, when wow. I'm around cats. That's crazy. Yeah, it's bad. I start like wheezing. I start like wheezing and shit and I can't breathe. Yeah, I'm allergic to fucking uh, seafood, like shrimp and crab and lobster and shit. Oh, that fucking sucks. You can't eat seafood balls or nothing like that. Man. What's your favorite smell? Favorite smell? 
Okay, sounds crazy. <laughs> I mean, anyone who's a parent, I feel like will understand this. And I'll never smell this smell again. My favorite smell I've ever smelled is how my son smelled when he was first born. There's something about, like, a brand new baby smell. You know what I'm talking about, Margie? Oh, yeah. When a baby's first born, before, yeah. they, before they have their first bath or anything, oh, they have this smell to them. And it's yeah. just like, oh, my God. Like, they, like he, he smelled so good. And I wish I could just remember that smell and smell it again. His little skin just smelled so new and fresh. It was, it was, it was crazy. But that's, that's my favorite smell ever. That's actually pretty trippy. A lot of parents say that. That's trippy. Yeah. Hey. If, if you could talk to any animal, what animal would you talk to? Damn. Any animal? Mm-hmm. Probably dolphins, just because they're already so smart. Either dolphins or dogs. Favorite video game? Favorite video game? Mm. Not the best video game, but honestly, Mario Kart Double Dash, just because it's probably the game I've played the most out of my life. A lot of memories attached to it. So I'd say Mario Kart Double Dash or NFL Street 1 and 2. Okay, okay. For sure. If you could eat anything right now, what would you eat? Right now? Mm-hmm. This fucking leftover jerk chicken I got in the in the <laughs> fridge at home. I got a plate of that shit earlier waiting for me. <laughs> Favorite color? Uh, green or black? What color don't you like? What color don't I like? Mm-hmm. Um, certain like shades of like yellow. Are just too much for me. Favorite. So, bro, this is a fucking hot water. Like, it, like, bro, it's too bright. Like, fucking. <laughs> certain shades of certain, certain shades of orange too. I'm like, bro, like, it's just too much. <laughs> Favorite TV show growing up. Mm, I would say really early, like really early SpongeBob. And. Fairly odd parents, I would say. Growing up, those were like my two. One skill you wish you had? One skill I wish I had? Um, probably to draw. I've never been good at drawing at all. and Or like my handwriting sucks. Like, I wish I had like really good handwriting and was able to draw. Okay. The smell of fresh cut grass or the smell of rainwater on the cement? The rainwater on cement. Would you rather be the boss or employee of the month every month? Um, probably the boss. For what sure. Would, what would your superpower be? Mm. Probably to read minds. <laughs> I actually no. I take that back. I don't. I feel like I would end up hating that. Probably just to fly. Honestly, if I could just fly anywhere. That'd be fire. Oh, that's a W. That's a W power. 
Pineapple on pizza, good or bad? Okay, so it depends. It really does depend. Oh, God. It depends on where it's from. It depends on if they put it on before or after they bake it. I'm one of those people where I'm, like, in between. I like it if it's if it works. But I'm not, like, an advocate. Like, pineapple on pizza is a must. Like, <laughs> I'll eat it. Like, I think it's good. Like, if someone's like, hey, I got th- I got this pizza. I got pineapple on it. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll have a piece. But it all depends on the circumstance. Like, where it's from, how it's cooked. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to say bad for me. I, I fucking hate pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Su- Superman or Batman? Superman. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you choose? Whoa. Dinner with... Oh, man. Um, damn. Probably Bob Marley, for sure. Bob Marley. Um, HR from Bad Brains. Um... Or uh, this YouTuber I watched, Mark Weens, great guy. Oh, that, that's the food guy, right? Yeah, yeah. amazing guy. <laughs> super, super wholesome. First yeah. album you ever owned? That I personally owned? Mm-hmm. Black Keys, El Camino, super random. Okay. But yeah. I, I had a I had a phase where I was in middle school where I liked the black keys. iPhone or Android? I'm team iPhone, but right now I'm rocking with an Android because my shit broke. <laughs> Water or soda? Water. If you would have asked me that two years ago, I would have said soda, but I've been on my water shit. <laughs> Alright, this is the last question. What's the longest you've gone without sleep? Probably on tour. It was probably like two and a half, maybe three days. I I took like little naps, but like I didn't like sleep, you know. Yeah, that's. But yeah, I'd say it was probably it was probably almost three days where I just didn't sleep for more than like twenty minutes. That that's fucked. Jeez. But yeah, that was the end of that segment. I don't know if you like that. I'm gonna try to incorporate that into. No, no, that was cool. That was fire. Okay. <laughs> um, now these are the last two questions of the interview in its entirety. Um, is there anything mm. that you're currently working on, like an EP? Like I seen that you changed your profile picture like to a Greek statue on Instagram, and you archived all your posts. Does that mean you're about to drop something, or? Um, I'm working on. I'm gonna drop a tape soon okay um i don't know how many songs are gonna be on it but i got two songs that i'm gonna put on there um but yeah i'm gonna i'm working on a tape that i'm gonna put out it's gonna be called the fall of rome and yeah i don't know when it's gonna come out basically whenever i get enough songs to put on put on a tape then i'm gonna put it out okay okay um is there anything that you want to say to the people listening? Like, let's say there's a million people listening. What do you think they should know? Um, I would just say that it's never too late 
to do what you love. Cause um whatever's going on in your life. Um, whether it be good, bad, just a change of environment, it's still never too late to do what you want to do because um, shit for me, shit, shit that went on my, in my life changed very suddenly and very drastically. You know, I'm, I'm in LA, in a band, doing music, doing shows, like shit's great, like career's going great, everything's great. Um, then within a matter of a week, band I'm in broke up, found out I'm having a son, which is a blessing. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a dramatic change. Mm -hmm. So my band, my band breaks up, find out I'm having a son. And this all happened in the same week. Band breaks up, find out I'm having a son. Um, I just had to up and move, had to up and move LA. Went to Sacramento, you know, <clears throat> went back to working a regular job after not working a job for over a year. Not making music for over a year. Um, just got so, just got so involved in my relationship and working again and my son and not having the drive to make music and I feel I feel like that I um that I essentially fell off. Like I fell off with this shit after Candy broke up and I stopped making music for a while. I I lost so much momentum with this shit and I felt like for a long time I felt like it was over for me. Like, oh damn, like shit, I might as well just not even get back into doing this shit. And then I finally just told myself, like, no, like I'm not about to I'm not about to do all of this and make it this far and make this much of an impact and just not do it. So, you know, it's it's okay to take a break from things and get yourself together and, and live another part of your life and then come back to it later. Because if I would have never finally made that step to getting back into it, then I just never would have. So now I'm just, I'm back to making music, doing shows and just trying to just keep it going. Cause it's never too late. You know, it's just, I just, I just want to keep stressing that is that it's never too late to do what you want to do. So yeah, that's pretty much all I can say. Just never give up, never stop trying. Just because you back away from something for a while don't mean you can't just get back into it. Because you're going to regret it if you don't. I didn't want to look back, you know, five, six years from now when I'm fucking 30 years old, I'm looking back like, damn, you know, after my son was born, I I, should have got back into making music, man. I should have, you know, I'm glad that I finally just said, fuck it. All right, I'm getting back into music. I can't just not do this shit. Yeah. So yeah. That's actually really good advice. Like for everybody listening, uh, I remember I read an article somewhere that this, I think it was this man. He was writing a book for like fifteen years, and he was just holding it off, holding it off, holding it off. 
And then he turned 45 and he finally released it and he became a best, best, uh, what was it? Uh, New York bestselling author. So, I mean, you could do anything like yeah. at any point of your life, just go for it. And, uh, one thing I'd say is don't, don't quit on something that you love because you'll never know how far you can mm-hmm. get. So that's, real. that's a piece of advice I give people. Um, but for everybody yeah. listening, I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview. This is the Apollo is lame interview. Um, I'm going to leave all of Apollo's links linked down below. If he drops any music before this release, I'll probably leave that link down below as well. Um, I'll leave the link to Mozzie and Dirty as well. Um, again, I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview. I do underground interviews, gaming interviews with YouTubers, um, pro esports players. I had an inventor on here. So if you're into like super deep interviews, like I guess like Joe Rogan type shit, but it feels like a conversation... Uh, please follow me. Uh, I post. I'm trying to get back more consistent with it. Um, but yeah, uh, Apollo, this was your first audio interview, right? Yeah, this was first, bro. I, I appreciate it for real, man. This was dope. Again, I like I was telling you before I started recording. I appreciate you coming on and giving me a chance, you know, because it's just it just hits different when somebody wants to give a smaller interviewer a chance, you know. So I appreciate you for coming of course, on. Bro. Um, I really enjoyed this interview. So for everybody listening, uh. Again, this is Obscure Image Podcast, the most obscure podcast in the world. Uh, Yeah, we're out. Peace. Later, bro.